0: Today, Jonathan Taylor, good friend of the show, gets screwed by the Madden people. Are you kidding? We're going to talk about that. And really, we keep talking about the Colts and the Titans as being the beasts of the AFC South, and they're going to do battle against each other, and that's the way the AFC South is going to work. I think it might be another team entirely that replaces the Titans toward the top of the AFC South that the Colts need to worry about most. Hey Fulton, uh, happy birthday. Jordan Geronimo, he talked yesterday in a Zoom call about what he has been trying to get done this offseason, what he needs to continue to do to get better. And I'm gonna tell you that Jordan Geronimo is the guy. They yeah, they got four new freshmen, all that Malik Renault, Jalen Hood Shafino, CJ Gunn, you know, Caleb Banks, all these guys. Hopefully, they wind up in the rotation. But the ascension of Jordan Geronimo from a role player to a guy in the starting lineup who absolutely contributes to wins, he is going to be the key. He is the key component to this year's Indiana basketball team. As he goes, Hoosiers go. And it's just that easy. We're going to talk a little bit about the Live Tour, another addition to the Live Tour, and follow this under a nothing burger. It doesn't make any difference other than for the uh, Ryder Cup Euro team. This thing's just out of control. You're going to pay Henrik Stenson $40 million to play golf. Is, it, is this what I'm hearing? Is that even possible? Henrik Stenson? Number 171 in the world. And we're going to talk about conference realignment a little bit because it's SEC media days and these guys, these windbags pontificate about every damn thing as though it's a personal assault on their right to make millions of dollars, and it kind of drives me crazy. And that's fun to talk about. Things that drive me crazy, I like. It's a million degrees out here. Honest to God, I'm concerned for the health of Brian Wilson, who's nearing 80, still kind of portly. He's going to go out on stage and play Beach Boys hits tonight over at Ruoff, opening up for Chicago. He's not in the kind of shape where he's going to survive a heat stroke. I'm worried about Brian Wilson. Brian, get some coolant out there. Somebody... Fan, Brian Wilson, get the big fan. All right, uh, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They're wonderful at what they do. They are going to take great care of you. All you have to do is call. you got a plumbing problem, this is the number to remember, 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Ring the like bell. We're going for 210 likes today, 210 It's a a bold goal, but I think we can do it. And if you want to donate, that's cool, too. We really appreciate it. Uh, You want to ask a question as part of your donation, feel free to do that. A special graphic pops up. I love answering questions. It's good fun. All right, the Madden ratings are out at running back. Listen to this. Jonathan Taylor, who we in Indianapolis understand and know as a certainty, as an absolute fact, he is the, the best running back in the NFL, the people at Madden, they grade him fourth. Behind McCaffrey, first of all, you got to play. You can't make the club from the tub. Somebody should tell the Madden people that. Chubb, all right, Chubb's not bad. Number two in rushing this past year. And, and then Derrick Henry, again, you can't make the club from the tub. Jonathan Taylor is the most durable. He's the fastest, and he's the most elusive running back. He averaged He led the NFL in yards after contact at 3.8 yards. That's more than most running backs' average period. Jonathan Taylor isn't just the best running back today. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back of the last 10 years, and that includes Adrian Peterson. I got no problem with that. He is unbelievably good in a game that really doesn't reward His performance whatsoever. The NFL is not about running backs anymore. Jonathan Taylor, easily the best running back in the NFL. Had over 1,800 yards. Nobody else had over 1,300 yards. Like I said, the fastest, I think, three of the fastest times being clocked with a football this past year at any position. Jonathan Taylor, out of Wisconsin, now with the Colts, that he wasn't the number one player at the running back position in Madden is absolutely crazy, and devalues the entire Madden franchise. Makes no sense. Pro Football Focus, they are uh, revealing their top 50 players in the league right now, and and they're doing it 10 at a time. This is Wednesday, so they did number 30 through number 21, Jonathan Taylor number 21. Darius Leonard, the other Indianapolis Colt, he is at number 43. I don't believe there's going to be another Colt. I can't see Matt Ryan or Michael Pittman Jr. or DeForest Buckner sliding into the top 20. I just can't see it. And coming off the year that he just had, I can't see it out of Quentin Nelson either. Two guys in the top 50. We'll see if there are any additions the next two days. You know what? They're going to have to have guys play like they're top 50 guys. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have to ascend to that top 50 level. Matt Ryan is going to have to play like a top 50 guy in the NFL for this team to win the AFC South. And when you think about the AFC South, like I said in the open, it's about the Titans and the Colts, right? No, I don't think it is. I think that the Jaguars could throw a monkey wrench into the entire division. They have upgraded at a lot of spots. Let's talk about that. And the upgrades, sometimes they come from within the most important ones. We remember what happened from 1998 to 1999. Right, Peyton Manning went from a guy who set the all-time record for interceptions by a rookie to a guy who led his Colts to a complete turnaround, 3-13 and to 13-3. and Peyton Manning got much better. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better. Maybe not that kind of better. 12 touchdowns last year, 17 interceptions, 3,600-ish yards passing, 60, uh, 60% completion rate. He's got a ways to go to get real competitive in the NFL, but he's plenty capable of doing that. The number one overall draft pick a year ago. Then you got an improved defense, and that is primarily at the linebacker position. Up front, not terribly stout, but at linebacker, you got Josh Allen, who was the number seven overall pick in 2019, seven and a half sacks. Last year, you've got Trayvon Walker, the number one pick in this past draft, And then you've got Devin Lloyd, who's the number 27 overall pick in this past draft. That's two first-round draft picks who are rookies at a position where rookies can generally produce a little bit. At linebacker, it's kind of like, you're an elite athlete, go get football. That's what you do. It's not scheme as much as dream at the linebacker position. At the offensive line, you really got something. If you're the Jaguars, they have upgraded at a number of spots. And among those upgrades, Luke Fortner, who's taken in the third round, he'll start at center. Walker Little, in his second year, we remember him because we were kind of bullish on him in the previous draft at the uh, at the offensive line position. when we thought that the Colts were likely to take a starting left tackle type guy. Brandon Scherf has come over from the uh, commanders via free agency. Cam Robinson... Continues, he got an extension, he's a starting left tackle, you've got Jawan Taylor, second round pick in 2019, you got guys up front for the the Jaguars, and they're going to protect, right, they, they're they going to protect Lawrence, but they're also going to open holes uh, for uh, Etienne, Travis Etienne, out of Clemson, who was dormant all last year with a Liz Frank injury, he was the 25th overall pick in 2021. So you've got a guy, not really a rookie, but kind of a rookie, and that it's his second year, but his first year on the field. In Etienne, you've got a second-year guy in Lawrence. You've got two really dynamic rookies at the linebacker spot. You've got a rebuilt offensive line. You've got at-wide receiver Christian Kirk, Kirk, who was really good last year for Arizona. 77 catches, 982 yards, fifth uh, five touchdowns, kind of like... A Michael Pittman Jr. light, shorter version of Michael Pittman Jr. Then you got Marvin Jones. He's 32. Can he hang on for another year? 73 catches, 832 yards last year, four touchdowns. This is not a bad team. This is, you know what? If you're looking for a team that kind of mirrors the Cincinnati Bengals from last year, this is a pretty good bet to do that. The Bengals, they were 4, what were they, 4-12. and the year before then all of a sudden they're 10 and 7 and they go to the super bowl the the parity in the afc is really pretty serious there's some teams toward the top but there isn't anybody great and you saw that last year the colts they were 9 and 7 going into week 18 and they come out with a loss in jacksonville that game too for the colts in jacksonville is enormous you got to win Game One in Houston, then you got to win Game Two in Jacksonville. If you do that, you put yourself in a position to win the division. If you lose that game in Jacksonville, big troubles. Got to go two and zero. Must go two and zero. This needs to be the mantra. Thank you very much, Spirit Walk. Um, yeah, you know what? I love seeing him play Chicago tonight, right? Bobby Lamb. You know, uh, Walter Payton is not with them anymore. But Jimmy Pankow and Lee Loudon, you know, you got guys. I wish Danny Serafin was still there banging the drums, but that's all right. Chicago still sounds like Chicago, and that's the key. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers basketball, you know what, July is not a time when we do that very often, but Jordan Geronimo had a Zoom call yesterday, and a lot of people wanted to know, as they should, what's he been working on? He's been working on his three-point shot. He's been working on his handles. He's been working on his exterior defense so he can get out and play the three as well as the four. He's got to play the three. Got to start at the three. Got to be able to compete at the three on both ends of the four. Got to be able to knock down threes. And got to be able to get to the ten. If, if he can take that leap, this is, you know what, this goes way back. But you talk to the old heads, right? They talk about Landon Turner moving from where he was to where he needed to go in 1981. And that was the ascending figure that brought Indiana its fourth national championship. Need that to happen with Jordan Geronimo for Indiana to scale that hill this coming year. Geronimo working at it. You do have guys coming in. C.J. Gunn right down the road at uh, Lawrence North High School. That's where he graduated He'll be a freshman, he's working out in the weight room, trying to get to the point where he can get on the floor. You, you've you got Caleb Banks, who people are raving about, but they always do that. You know what I mean? It's different. Playing in open gyms is different from playing anywhere else. It, it that, Those aren't Big Ten games. Oh, they're very competitive. These guys are really getting after it. We hear it every summer. And whether or not they were getting after it, you know what, on the floor... In the Big Ten, it just doesn't matter. You know what? They could go 5-15 and 15 or 15-5 and five based upon the way they look in summer open gyms, for God's sake. Uh, Malik Renault, I love. And Jalen hood Shafino, we'll see what he can do too. That's a good freshman class. Really, really good recruiting class. And I'm so happy that Indiana, they lost four guys. You know what? to uh, transfer. They didn't go out and replace them with transfers. They went out and got them with got high school recruits to replace them, and I love that. That's the way it should work. Confer- conference realignment. Colin Cowherd today was going through the Big Ten and saying, you know what? You're adding teams. How about getting rid of teams? We've been talking about that for about four months, right? Nebraska specifically. What the hell is Nebraska doing in the Big Ten? They are better suited to the Big 12. Send them back. They take more out of the Big 10 than they provide in all regards, not just revenue. So get them out. But then Cowherd went too far, and he said, what about Purdue? Purdue, yeah, academically, it's a fine school. But athletically, what do they bring to the Big 10? You know what? They won the Motor City Bowl. They went to a bowl. They had a winning record in the Big 10 last year. What the hell do you want them to do? For God's sake, a couple of years, the two years prior, it wasn't great up in West Lafayette. Basketball-wise, they're always really good. I never have any idea, Colin Cowherd has no idea either. If it doesn't happen on the coast, he has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And that's Colin Cowherd. That's why we eliminated his show at the fan nine months after we began our affiliation with ESPN. Because he didn't know what the hell he was talking about unless he was talking about Big 12 football or professional sports in L.A. That's just Colin Cowherd. Uh, Henrik Stenson is moving on of the Live Tour. Bye-bye. Who gives a damn? Nothing, Burger. Zero. He's ranked 171st in the world. Good luck to you. Adios, muchacho. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. We're all done with you. You're dead to us as though you ever mattered to us. Henrik Stenson, he won't be the Ryder Cup captain for the Euros, though. I guess that's a big deal. And they're estimating that the that this Saudi bankrolling cabal of fools going to pay him $40 million. Henrik Stenson, he's missed more cuts than he's made over his last 40 tour events. Good heavens, he will not be missed. Never, ever will be missed. He, David Faraday, Sergio Garcia, Brooks Kepka. bye-bye. It's fine. I'll fall asleep watching golf just as easily watching these guys on the PGA Tour as I would if all these live guys were a part of it. What are they doing? Nobody wants to watch Henrik Stenson play golf. Nobody wants to watch Pat Perez play golf. Are they out of their minds? Here's a big giant check. Here's money for you. It's like Don Amici and Cocoon when he knows he's going to the spaceship Withdraws all his money, he's handing out, you know, $100 bills on the streets in Florida. That's what these boobs are doing, and toward what end? Do we need another tour? I don't need another tour. I got golf on the weekend. If I need another tour, I can watch a corn ferry tour, and I'm plenty happy. It's ridiculous. All right, breakfast with Kent tomorrow. Go to the concert tonight. Stay hydrated. Enjoy yourselves. And, oh, Chris Stapleton coming on Friday night. It's going to be a hot one. Again, stay hydrated, but don't do this. Don't drink one beer and then one giant water and drink beer as quickly as you normally would. You'll wind up bloated, and you'll have to pee a lot when you're out at Ruoff. That's a tip from your old Uncle Kent.